This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to another edition of the DLU Podcast brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, this past Monday was the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th um, terrorist attacks on you know New York City. Um, the Twin Towers, obviously, New York City. Um, Pennsylvania, where the planet crashed, and, you know, the, the Pentagon, you know, so it's really just going to talk about Derek T. Lewis's view of what happened that day, my experience through it all, and this really it. So if, if you're looking for conspiracy theories, this is not the podcast for you. This is really just talking about Derek T. Lewis living in Newark, New Jersey at the time where all of this was taking place across the river from me. This actually starts September 8th, and I'll explain in detail of what happened. So I had just got done um, that previous Labor Day. I had just got done with the uh, a drum corps season with the Bushwhackers. Um, we had an incredible season. And usually what I would do is after championships were over, after Labor Day weekend, that following Saturday, I would always go to New York City to kind of get drum corps out of my system for a little bit, you know, walk around the city, you know, literally just spend the entire day just walking around, getting some food, you know, the whole nine yards, you know, just really getting the New York air in my lungs, so to speak, just getting back to, you know, somewhat normalcy, you know, after spending, you know, an entire summer, my weekends away, you know, competing in drum corps. And what happened is this particular Saturday, some friends of mine that were attending a high school in Long Island we're doing the Labor Day parade in New York City on September 8th, which is a Saturday. So usually what I would do is, um, coming from New York, obviously, I would take the PATH train and I would take it all the way to the World Trade Center. That's what I would usually do. And what I would do, actually, is I would take the really steep escalator up and another escalator up, and I would be, it would lead me to Fulton Street, which is the front area of, you know, of the World Trade Center. And every single time... I would just look up at the Twin Towers, you know, and smile because, you know, the Twin Towers was just such a, a a fixture. You know, if you were living in North Jersey, you know, New York, or you were living in, you know, Southern Connecticut or anything like that, you know, or if you were driving, if you were a tourist and you were driving on the turnpike and you can just see, you know, the world trade, the, the Twin Towers, you know, you that was a fixture. You know what I mean? Look at any music video from back in the day. You know, you could see the Twin Towers. You know what I mean? If you look at Jay-Z's uh, music video, Dead President, that came out in 96, you know, the Twin Towers were there. Um, I believe um, No Time for Fake Ones with uh, Lil' Kim and Puffy, that was filmed in the World Trade Center. You know what I mean? It was so many different, you know, you know, films and, and, and music videos or whatever the case that used the World Trade Center. I mean, it was just such an iconic, you know, you know, buildings, those two buildings, the, uh, the Twin Towers. But anyways, I took the Ford, you know, I, I look up at the World Trade Center and I take the Ford train up 
to Midtown, and I got to see two of my friends, Simon, Simon and Amalia. They actually marched the Bushwhackers with me. And after that, I just spent the rest of the day in New York. I went to WWF New York in Times Square when they had their own store there. So, of course, I, I think I went there and I got a couple of items. I may have eaten there, I think. Again, it was just a, a fun day, just this kind of, it was sunny out, you know, just, it, it was just a nice Saturday that just kind of just get out and just be normal, you know, and not hit on a drum and be yelled at by, by staff. <laughs> but um, that was September 8th. You know, you go to bed, you know, there's Sunday, there's Monday, I go to work and all that jazz. Then there's Tuesday, September 11th. Now, the plan was that day is what I used to do before we go into the context, I would go to sleep every night and I would put music choice on, which I had with DirecTV at the time. So I would, and there was no interruptions. They would just play. So if you were listening to the 80s channel, it would just be 80s. If you were listening to the the hip hop station, it was just hip hop. If you were listening to the jet, whatever station, it would just play that all the way through. There was no interruptions. So the plan was, was to get up eh, about 9, 9.30, check my email but I had to return videos at Blockbuster by noon and not a minute late or else I was going to be assessed a late fee. Now, for those of us that were in the pre-streaming um, world where we actually watch, you know, VHS, you know, and VCR, you know, we there was a place called Blockbuster Video. And yes, we used to just rent them maybe two or three days at a time. And during this particular time, I was a part of their uh, preferred members list where I was allowed to I was allowed 52 free rentals that year 52 which meant I can rent as many videos as I want in in one year's frame time frame so I had to return the videos that day so the plan was to get up shower return to you know get on the bus return the videos get back on the bus and go to work that was the plan that day so September 11th I get up and I have no idea of what's going on across the river from me at all. No clue whatsoever. I get in the shower, do my deal, get out, get dried off, and I'm now checking my email. And the Bushwhackers, the drum corps that I was, you know, that I belong to, we used to have this thing called the listserv, which meant if you sent an email to the listserv, everybody that was registered to the listserv would get it. And the, the subject just kept saying U.S. terrorist attacks. Now, people that march with me at Bush, they know that sometimes people can be, they could, they could say some funny things, you know, and I'm just like, oh, just some, some BS or whatever. So, again, I'm just checking all my emails or whatever. But then, of course, I was Mr. Cool Kid back then, and I used to have my, I used to have AIM, AOL is the messenger, and my IMs were on um, do not disturb or whatever, or just like leave a message or something like that. So my IMs were off, but I kept hearing my IMs go off. I just kept go. I just literally just kept hearing my IMs go off. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was a friend of mine who mar who also marched with the Bushwhackers. His name was Rich Legon. What's up, uh, Rich Legon? Hope you're doing well in Vegas. Um, Rich Legon said, uh, D, where are you? D, where are you? Are you up? Are you up? In like big, bold letters. And I'm just like, what in the world does he want? I'm just trying to figure out what is so important that you're, 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 you're I am in me at like nine something in the morning. And I was like, what's up? What's going on? He said, 
do you know what's going on right now? And I said, no, I don't know what's going on. He said, turn on CNN. So I turn on CNN and I see at this point, I think one of the buildings had already fell already. I, I believe one of the buildings already fell at this point. And if I'm wrong, just DM me or something like that. No, well, hope you forgive me. But there's neither here nor there. I was looking at all this debris and I'm like, okay, what movie is this? Because I'm thinking now, because I'm still trying, it's, it's still registering. I'm like, is this a movie that's that's causing controversy? And then CNN is talking about it or whatever. And I and he and Rich told me, no, that is going on right now in New York City. And I, he's talking about planes hitting the World Trade Center. And I'm just like, wait a minute, time out. How did two planes crash into both? You know what I mean? It's like, you don't, back, and, and, and guys, for all intents and purposes, we were not living the life that we live now where we're, it's really like high security. Like back then, when you can, you can literally drop somebody off at the airport, whether it's your husband, your wife, your loved ones, whatever it is, your friends, you can literally walk them to the gate. Like that's, that's how life was back then. You could drop somebody off at the airport, walk them all the way to their gate, stay there until they board. That's how it was. You can't do that anymore, unless you had, unless you were permitted through T, you know, when TSA, you know, do they do your ticket, um, your, your make sure it matches your your ID or driver's license or your passport or whatever it is, you know, that's how you do it now. I mean, obviously you have the security checks when you got to take off your shoes, take off your belt, take off your you know, everything. Like it's a it's a totally different deal than than it was back then, and and it was just wild to me to hear the details of what happened and the fact that there was, I believe there were still two planes in the air at the time of all this was going, was going on after the two planes had crashed. And I think it was when the second building, because now, my, now I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going from my desk where my computer was, you know, to, to my bed. And I'm trying to like pay attention to what's going on. And then all of a sudden, I see the second building fall, and I just screamed so loud. I mean, I really did. And and I'm just looking at all of this smoke and debris that's like going through the streets of New York City, and it looked like ap- apocalyptic. It really did. Like it see, it looked like something that you would see in a movie. We've seen tons of movies in the past. Where, you know, special effects, you'll see this type of stuff and you would think, ah, oh, that can never happen. But then all of a sudden it's happening right before our very eyes. And it's like, oh my God, like I just could not even think in terms of like the, like the people that were inside the building. I'm just like, oh my God, like I was just really just praying that, man, it's like, like you hope they're okay. But I mean, you're talking about 1300 feet in the air these both these buildings were and it's like you 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 would want to hope for the best but then of course you know that's more than likely they they didn't survive you know what i mean and a lot of lives perished that day but all i could just remember was trying to like you all, all the cell towers were down obviously because the biggest uh, tower one of the antennas actually was on the top of the world trade center and of course you know both buildings are down now so the only thing we had was our landlines at this point. So I know my mom, I think, came home from work 
and was trying to she I think she knew I was sleeping like before she went to work and she comes home and she says do you know what's going on I'm like yeah and I at that point I was just so numb so it was like I really didn't want to verbally say anything because it was just like I'm still trying to comprehend what I just saw on TV and just trying to just think like who would do something like this who would do something this 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 evil you know what I mean that, that would do something to you know it doesn't matter where it was. It could have been in, you know, I don't know, name the country. I don't care. It just, you're like, who would do something like that? You know, that it was just wrong. And it just, it pains me even now to, you know, when you hear even more stories, more, stories that were never told about people and how they, you know, suffered with the loss of a loved one. But, but anyways, once the day is like going on, you know, now everyone in you know in the drum corps bushwhackers we're all on the listserv trying to figure out okay where is everybody and we because we had a couple of members that actually worked in new york city if i'm not mistaken we maybe had about six or seven people that actually had jobs in new york city and we were we were literally trying to make we're trying to pinpoint where everybody was and we wanted to make sure that every single one of them were accounted for and and one by one, like an hour or two go by, you know, somebody's, you know, somebody got home and said, hey, I'm home or whatever, you know, that was like, okay. And I think it got to the point, it was like late at night until like everybody was accounted for that was working in New York City. So I felt good about that. But I thought about a gentleman that actually taught me 30 years ago. Um, his name was Kenny DeStevens. He was actually working at the World Trade Center when the World Trade Center bombing happened in February 1993, he crossed my mind, and I was on a um, a news group for it was a, it was a Google news group. And I don't want to say a news group, but it was like a, a group page type thing. It was like a, it was like, like a um, a message board called Ram D. And for drum corps um, people that are listening to this podcast right now, I'm sure you're giggling <laughs> at the at the the notion of me mentioning Ram D. and what type of cesspool that was. That was social media before social media. Let me tell you right now of the negativity that used to happen in there. But anyways, I remember writing and pleading, wanting to know where I thought about him. Like I wanted to know like where he was because I remember in 93, he had to leave the drum corps I was marching at at the time because he, you know, Work had just got piled up because of, you know, delays of, of missing work because of the bombing that took place in 1993. He had to leave. So eight years later, I'm like, oh, my God, where I hope Kenny's if, if he's still working, there, I hope he's OK. You know, and to this day, I don't know, you know, where, if he was still working there, if he was working somewhere else, whatever the case. But I I just was, you know, you, you, you I, again, I was so numb. I was laying down at one point because all I could do was just have the TV on. That's all I could do is because a lot of the channels were out. So CNN was basically the only outlet that I basically had my TV on and just looking at reports that they were coming in, you know, just looking at reports, just look, just, and, and you're seeing still smoke, you know, and all, you know, just covering New York City. And it didn't hit me that this happened. Because I was, in a way, I was a little bit in, in denial. I was like, this, this can't be. So I take a walk down the street and around the corner because there's a spot on Clifton Avenue, or not too far from where I used to live, 
where you could it, it was it was a um a overpass of our route 280 east and west now if you're traveling route on uh, route 280 east you could easily see the new york skyline you will be able to see the twin towers clear as day so it didn't hit me that this was real until i went to that that the little overpass there and all i saw was pitch black smoke i kid you not and all i could do was cry man and it was it was painful to see i i can i can't i cannot unsee what i saw on what the altered new york skyline looked like that day i, I kid you not like it's it's hard to even describe because there's something that again and i was telling you in the beginning of, of this episode that when whether you're you know you're you're living in the area or if you're traveling through the area Everyone knew what the Twin Towers were and what it meant. It, it it meant power. It meant you know that was a that was an American you know stable. Hey, the, the Twin Towers, New York City. You know it was it was iconic. You know, so I go back home. You know, and I'm again I'm turning on the news. Now I know that the buses had stopped running. You know, all mass transit stopped running. Clearly, all the planes had stopped running. But for some reason, the mail did not stop running. So I got a package that day, which was like, oh boy, so what did I do? Because I'm a nervous wreck as it is. I shake the box, wondering, I'm like, what the heck is this? But turns to come to find out, it was a couple of videos that I had ordered at uh, DCA World Championships when I was in Syracuse for championships that weekend. And I was like, oh, these are the VHS videos that I ordered. Because I saw the, the um, I think it was Moran Recordings, I think. Shout out to um, Mr. Moran. Hope you're doing okay. Um, but that's that's what the that's what it was in the box. So of course I was you know watching, trying to get all of this out of my, you know off my mind, you know. And because of the um, the planes that got stolen out of Boston, you know, my best friend Jay was living up in um up in Massachusetts at the time. So I called you know his mom's landline and just wanted to check in with him. He had asked me. He said, "Yo, how's?" How's it look down there? And I said, bro, it's just not, <laughs> not good, you know. And it was, it was hard to even explain, you know, to 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 exp to to describe what I saw, you know. And um, I, I checked in with a dude um that I marched with. He lived out in Pittsburgh, you know, because you know again the I was thinking about Western Pennsylvania when the that plane went down when they when they overtook the plane and it, you know and they they crashed it to the ground before it could do any other damage to any other you know, landmark or whatever, and just checked in with him, and, you know, he, you know, every, every, it was just, a, it was just a somber mood that whole, you know, time, you know, and then you could, you turn on the TV, then, of course, Seven World Trade Center falls, it, it collapses, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what, you know what I mean, and it was hard to sleep that night. It really was hard to sleep that night, and you know, of course, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big political guy, but if there was a time where this country banded together, white, black, Latino, Asian, no matter what you look like. No matter, you know, what religious background you were, no matter, 
you know, your sexual orientation, whatever, whatever that makes us different than the other, it didn't matter because we were all Americans for a while. And I'm kind of going off the uh, off the rocker a little bit because it's like it pains me now in the year 2023, 22 years later, where we are as divided as the day is long. And it was just a shame that back then it took a, a, a terrorist attack to unite us, you know, and I just hope that someday, you know, us Americans can find some middle ground at some point just to put all of our differences aside and just say, let's be, let's be one country again, instead of divided states of America. That's all I have to say about that. But, you know, the next day, and and, and let me back up a little bit. I had called work, because remember, I, had, I was supposed to go to work that day. I called work, you know, once I had the TV on, and my boss, you know, flat out told me, hey, man, you know, we're going to shut down um, just until until you hear something, you know, we're paying you off, you know, until we're paying you off. So it's, don't worry about anything. Everything is cool. And, and, and by the way, the CEO of our of the company that I was working for, um, and God rest his soul, he wrote a letter, you know, to the company in regards to, and he basically said, gave us the option to work for, like, I think maybe like for the next week or two, gave us an option to work or not, and it didn't matter if he was paying us anyway, because that was, this is one of the, one of the most craziest, you know, incidents, you know, in, in, in American history, you know, if I, and I, I'm using crazy, but it, it's true because it was crazy because it was something that you thought you would never, ever experience. And it, it just really goes to show you the human, the human spirit, you know, and, and our CEO and you know, wanting us to just kind of just take time to reflect and, and everything. But the next day, September 12th, um, I had to get out of the house. Like I had to do something to get my mind off of things. And something told me to go up to my co- to the college I was going to two years prior and see my U.S. foreign policy professor. I was just trying to see if he was there. And we used to talk about some things like this sometimes. Not so much of, you know, terrorist attacks or anything like that, but just, you know, what if, what if a conflict happened with this country and that country? We will always talk about this type of stuff in class. And I'll never forget, <laughs> this, this is the God's honest truth. I go up to the school. I go up to the, you know, the building where, you know, his office is. And I knock on the door. His doors, you know, his doors are kind of halfway open. He sees me and says, I knew you show up. I was waiting for you. I couldn't believe it. And I, I chuckled, but I'm just like, wait, what? He said, yeah, I knew you show up. I knew, I knew you'd come. He said, let's have a chat. And we talked, you know, just about what my feelings were about it. You know, he, he, he shared his feelings. And it, it was just like, man, like, you know, and I was, I guess I, I was still young. I was... A, a couple, I was two months shy of my 23rd birthday, and I'm just trying to 
rationalize, like, how can this happen? And, you know, and, and he, he said it. He said, Listen, he said, unfortunately, there was a lot of holes in our security system and our homeland security that they figured it out, unfortunately. And that's why I was saying before, for, for those that, you know, knew, that didn't know about how smooth sailing it was many, many years ago. And like I said, you can just walk up to the gate and, you know, and, and wait for people, wait, you know, for somebody to get off the plane or you're walking them to walk them to their flight. Like it was that easy years ago. And you, like I said, you cannot do that anymore at any airport. Unless, you know, you're flying private and, you know, and I'm pretty sure there's security, security things, you know, in place for that too. But, you know, after I met with my uh, professor and, you know, we, we talked for a little while and he really thanked me for, you know, coming by. And he had, actually, he reminded me of, of Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. He resembled him a little bit, but he was such a... He, he was such a knowledgeable human being, and I enjoyed listening to him in his lectures in class when I was a student at the college. And just to hear his perspective on what had happened the day before, you know, it it, it didn't make things easier, but it kind of was like you wanted to talk to somebody, you know what I mean? And that, that and I needed that, but I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to watch TV. And I went down to a job I used to work at. It was a sports apparel store I used to work at. And um, shout out to Allison. Hope you're doing well. And she was like, hey, how are you, how are you holding up? And I was just like, sheesh. You know what I mean? And there was a gentleman that was like walking through the halls of, you know, where we were. And he had a suit on a backpack, and he had all this debris over his suit. All this debris over his suit, and he needed clothes because all of his luggage had got lost at the World Trade Center. And he, you know, all he had was his backpack, with, had his laptop in, the, in, in it, and he had no toiletries, he had nothing. And Allison had given him a... Um, I think some some square like some sweatpants that were on sale or something like that. Give him a hoodie, just to you know, just to kind of you know give him something. You know what I mean? And I just remember just giving him the biggest hug, thanking thanking God that he was okay and that you know, his, you know he he was able to get out of there. You know what I mean? He had to walk over the bridge, I think, to get to New Jersey. You know, think for I'm in New Jersey. You know what I mean? So there was tons of people that had walked um, the bridges. You know, I don't know about the tunnels. I don't know about that. But I, I do know the bridges. I know the George Washington Bridge people are walking over um, to get back to the Jersey side. I don't, I can't speak about the, the ferries or anything like that. I don't know if whether the ferries are running that day or not. But I do know people were literally walking to bridges to, to get across. It was it was crazy. And, you know, I, I, I go back home and I knew that life as we knew it, was going to be different going forward. And it was just crazy to think that, like, man, when I think about, when I listen to music prior to, you know, 9-11, and I get so many fond memories of what life was like back then. And it was, it, it was such a, it was such an easier, you know, way to live. It was such a smoother way to live. 
so many different, you know, so many things. And, you know, 9-11 just altered everything. It, it really did. And, and I, I just knew that things are going to be different. Just like when the pandemic happened three years ago. Life as we knew it in March 2020, when the pandemic happened for COVID, was going to alter things. Things Life is much different. I think it's just it's the way it is. It's the winds of change. But again, with 9-11, it's just like, man, like you, you wish things like that never happened. You know? I, I just wish... I just wish that never happened. I just, I, I truly, truly do. But that's basically my lens, you know, as far as my experience, you know, going back to, you know, going through the World Trade Center three days before 9-11. I just wanted to bring it, bring that home. That was the part that freaked me out the most. The fact that I was literally walking through the World Trade Center and three days later, it will no longer be there. Insane. But I do know um, a girl I used to work with. Um, I used to work with her at it's a security job I used to work at. Her dad was working at Windows on the World. Windows of the World, I think it's on 110th floor. He was in there when that happened and he didn't make it. And that was that was unfortunate. You know, I found out about that. But you know, to anybody that's listening to this that may have known someone that uh, that that lost somebody, and you know, whether it was on the flights, on those four airplanes, if it was in the World Trade Center, if it was in the Pentagon or whatever, if you knew somebody, you know that um, that that perished that day, you know, my heart goes out to you. You know, for anybody that that was a part of the NYPD or the um, the, the New York Fire Department. You know that lost somebody. You know that who 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 was who was on the force that day, and and their lives were lost. You know my heart goes out to you, and it's just crazy to think that you know after all of that, and they were able to re we were able to rebuild. You know, and um, it's not the same. When I, whenever I go to the city now, it you know it doesn't feel the same. Like with the with the new building itself was one World Trade Center, Freedom Tower. I think they were they were calling at one point. It doesn't seem it doesn't have that. You know what I mean. But it's different. But it's just letting us. It, it let the world know that we weren't going to, you know, just stay down. That America was going to bounce back, and we did. And for that, you know, I'm grateful that, especially New York City, we were able to bounce back and create some type of normalcy. Well, I didn't mean for this to be a uh, a depressing episode. I hope it wasn't, but this was more or less of like a a his you know a history you know as far as like you know, again, everybody has their own experience from that day. Everybody has their experience from that day you know for those that uh follow me on social media and i talk about my great niece jada and um i love her dearly and she was about a week she was about a couple of weeks from turning two years old when 9-11 happened 
And a couple of years ago, her and I were in the car, and she asked me, where was I on 9-11? And I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating that at all. And I had to take a couple of deep breaths and just kind of go back into the mental Rolodex and give her the whole deal of what happened based on what I explained to you on this episode. And she was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And just to, you know, just giving what you saw and, you know, you know, like I said, the guy that had the, all the debris on a suit, the, you know, the next day and everything. It was just like, man, crazy, 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 crazy. Well, you know, I'm going to get out of here in a few minutes. But again, um, for those of you that have been supporting um, my new single with Angie Stars, um, Espacion, again, thank you so much for that. You can go to the link in my bio on all my social platforms. You can go there and you can see where you can see the music video as well as where you can see where you can listen to, where you can stream the song actually. So if you go there, you'll be able to do that. And that's, again you know, all my socials. Um, also, you can go to my online, my online t-shirt store, uh, shop.daratlewis.com. Again, all my socials. Um, the real DT Lou Facebook is just different. It's uh, Derek T Lewis official page, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe. Okay, whichever platform that you're listening to this on, I don't care if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast right now. Make sure you hit subscribe so you automatically get new content every single time that I release it. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here and just remember this. No matter what you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.